Family from the Heart, episode number 24. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And here today we are covering once again another episode in our parenting series. And of course, Stephanie, we have been reading a book for inspiration in this area, which is Creative Correction by Lisa Welchel. And the subtitle of the book, of course, is Extraordinary Ideas for Everyday... <laughs> Extraordinary. It's Extraordinary. It's extraordinary. For Everyday Discipline. And, of course, discipline was something that you and I both agreed on wholeheartedly that we were just uh, experiencing a little bit of a need for some inspiration in that area. Because while we have had our ups and downs in our parenting... We were experiencing a little bit of of, of a of a down <laughs> right. there, and I would just love to say, and I know I ended the last episode saying this, but we're experiencing a an, a major upswing as a result of some of the inspiration here, and if not directly from the inspiration and the and the stuff we're reading in this book, but just the simple fact that we are making a concerted effort to talk together as husband and wife about our needs and issues in this area absolutely being on the same page i think is very important for mom and dad in the area of discipline and so i think if you if nothing else get together and just talk about the things that are being faced uh, or the things that you are facing as a mom as a dad or as a family in the area of discipline and make some decisions on on maybe some things that you can do about that. And if you are at a loss for ideas, then I strongly encourage purchasing Creative Corrections. It, it has a lot of extraordinary ideas for everyday discipline. And I love the toolbox section. It's the one section we really don't feature a lot of content from in this podcast. And the reason why is because we still want you to right. go out and buy this book. And uh, preferably from our sponsor, Mardell.com, where you get 10% off and you help support GSPN through the purchase of the book. By the way, I have some excellent news. You must remind me to bring up Mardell at the end and the statistics that they gave us. Yeah. And the really awesome news. Really cool stuff. But that'll be later in the show. Don't want to bore everybody with that right up front. Uh, it's exciting to me. I don't know. It might be exciting to some other people. But anyway, this book has some wonderful things in this toolbox section at the end of each chapter. Well, each chapter has its own toolbox section and um, has great ideas and suggestions on how to deal with the things that she talked about in that specific chapter. Right. So, Stephanie, before we get started with the content of today's show, which, okay. of course, we're going to be talking about the toddler years. Yes. And many parents out there and so many have been very excited about this. But we have some feedback that I wanted to share. Uh, these both came in. Let me take a look at this one real quick. Let's see. Okay. If, uh, that Okay, yeah, they are different. Okay, good. So these are two various emails. I think they either came in via email or they could have came in. This one was an email because... I remember getting it. Okay, very cool. So why don't you read that one? Who's okay. It? Just say first name, last initial. This is from, from Catherine from Texas. Okay, that's good enough. Okay. Cliff and Stephanie, thank you so much for your podcast. I enjoy them all so much. I was listening to your most recent podcast from Family from the Heart. Stephanie gave the heads up that the next chapter was called In the Beginning and Discussed Toddlers. I, being the mom of a one- and two-year-old girls, was so excited. I went to my copy to read this chapter and discovered the chapter wasn't there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. My timing was a little off, but anyway. What in the world is this chapter only in later editions of the book? I looked up the book online and didn't see this chapter in that book either. Is Mardell selling the book with this chapter included? So disappointed, but I'm looking forward to hearing lots of fun stories and info from you guys next week about toddlerhood. Love your shows. Look forward to them every week. Thanks for your ministry. 
Thank you so much. Catherine, that is awesome. We love to hear feedback from you guys to let us know how this show is being an inspiration to you, how it's motivating you. Is it educating you in certain areas? Um, and, and we just want to be here as an encouragement. And if we're accomplishing that goal, let us know sometime. Just randomly shoot us a message kind of like that. It really helps to to really just give us that extra oomph in in knowing that, you know, we're not only doing this for ourselves, but there are people who are benefiting from us sharing our lives with you guys. So very much excited about that. Um, let's address this real quick, because obviously okay. we have the book right here for yeah. those of you who are joining us live. And right here it is in the beginning, chapter 10 in this book. And of course, we did purchase this copy from Mardell.com. Now, Correct. we we had... Uh, we had started this parenting series and started covering this book with one we borrowed from the library. And it was not in there. And it was not in there. And I'm this so glad a- that we actually got this because had it not been here, we would not be covering this topic. Because yeah. obviously we are beyond the toddler years these, these right. days. Well, and we're still at the tail end. Yeah, okay. You know, we're, we're moving from toddler to preschool. Exactly. We're well, still- she's in preschool now. So she is yes. a preschooler. Technically. Technically. Okay. But anyway, here here it is on the front. Her behavior says somewhat different. On the front of the cover here, this is a special edition that's uh, it's fe- uh, focused on the family resources. It says, updated with new toddler tips and study guide. So there is yeah, a- The study guide is really cool in the back. We didn't talk much about this, but at the very back of the book, um, back here, she, there is a study guide. So if you wanted to do a small group, mm-hmm. you know, with some some- ladies or some parents around you and you wanted to buy um, a whole stack of these books for your small group from mardell.com anyway there there so there is <laughs> there is a lesson with um anywhere from from 7 to to 13 to 15 different um questions over each chapter of the book absolutely and and i could envision uh, moms getting together with a group of you know maybe 3 4 5 other moms or I'm telling you what would be awesome is if you could get together a group of five, you know, maybe four other couples. Right. You and your spouse get together with four other couples to go through this. And Brooke in our chat room is saying, <laughs> don't forget to mention the promo code GSPN. Right. Absolutely. GSPN uh, in the promo code section of the shopping cart gives you 10 percent off. And it tells our sponsor that you heard about them through us. Continue to use that code and, and and that'd be awesome. But yeah, the study guide and this new toddler section is something that is in this special version. And of course, it's linked to if you go to gspn.tv or familyfromtheheart.com, you can on the right hand side of the um, page, there are a couple of screenshots of book covers and one of those book covers is Creative Corrections. If you click on it, it will take you directly to the page where you can order that from Mardell. And it is exactly how I ordered this book. So I know it'll get you there. Yes, it will. All right, Stephanie, we have another voice, or not a voicemail, but uh, a an email. And this one's from Michelle, and she lives in um, Vancouver. Vancouver. Is that my phone? I don't. I guess it would have it, to be. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Ignore the buzzing and the. I don't even think they heard it. It was so. I, I'm it sure. Was so that, light. Yeah. Um. I heard it. And I know. It, sometimes it sounds like there's like a bumblebee stuck in my. I know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Michelle from Vancouver, BC, Canada. Okay. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy your podcast. I originally stumbled upon the Grey's Anatomy podcast and enjoyed both of your opinions on the show. Cliff, take it easy on Izzy. She's getting better, and I can't wait until the show starts again in a few weeks. By the way, Catherine Heigl completely agrees I, with my... Okay. Ass- okay, well, anyway. Not completely, but... Okay. Okay, her comments... She feels like she's Ill- illegitimate for an Emmy nom- nomination anyway. Okay, but that's not the right podcast. <laughs> that's the wrong so anyway, podcast. Um, comes back two weeks from tomorrow. Sweet. Very cool. Anyway, from listening to that, I heard Stephanie talk about the full-time mom. While I'm not a mom myself, I do have two stepchildren, 13 and 16, who come and live with my husband and I every weekend, so I do understand where you're coming from. Besides which, most of what you talk about are things that women experience, complain about, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fulltimemompodcast.com. 
There you go. <laughs> From listening to the full-time mom, I heard Stephanie talk about the five love languages and became very interested. So now I just downloaded Family from the Heart from the beginning and listened to it at work and in the car. Awesome. I'm finding it so interesting. I just bought the book and in, and I just bought the book and am and I'm reading it out loud to him being her husband. Uh-huh. Um and we are enjoying it. That He's is much so better cool. at listening than reading. Being a truck driver means that he listens to audio no- novels all the time. So listening to me read the book he says it's a nice change. Sweet. I read the book to Cliff as well. So she does. anyway, I, I thought that that was kind of cool. Okay. But that's that's so I can hear it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for, anyway, um, we live in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and I wanted to pass along my thanks. Uh, your podcasts are true, real accounts of your lives and make me realize that we all experience the same things at different times of our relationship. Keep up the great work, Michelle. Michelle, once again, thank you so much. We love this feedback. Continue to send it in. If you have anything, any encouragement or anything like that, just just let us know. It's yeah. awesome. We love it. We do. Absolutely. Who doesn't love to hear people praise things that I they know. do? I know. Mean, come on. Please send us more. <laughs> All right. So let's get into today's topic. Um, this right. is chapter 10 in the book, Creative Corrections, and it's called In the Beginning. In the Beginning. And I love the way that she starts this chapter because this was added later. So, um, and she, she says that right up front, you know, when Focus on the Family invited me or asked me to write this chapter as, as an addition to the book, um, she already had, her kids were already in junior high. So she didn't think she would be able to go back and to remember what it was like in those times in, um, in her parenting. So she went back to her journals. Mm-hmm. And so I love that she has like several different of her journal entries in the book here. I think that that's, that's really cool to see like what a day would have, you know, been like for her. And I'm going to read one because one of them I just can absolutely relate to. Absolutely relate to. Um, although I did not have three children a year apart, <laughs> I had two that were, that were under two years apart. And so there were days when those two were little that I felt like this right here. Okay. This was from February 26th. 1994. I am very sleepy. I'm tired of taking care of sick kids and Tucker seems out of control. All boundaries and rules have disintegrated because he's sick. I have no idea when Steve will be home. And there are four hours and 15 minutes before I can put the first one to bed. There's a sneak preview of a movie tonight that I wanted to see, but I can't go. Tucker just informed me that his ear hurts really badly. The doctor's office is closed. I feel fat and unmotivated, and there's nothing good to eat in this house. Other than that, it's been a great day, except for the big argument Steve and I had before he left this morning. (laughs) And, like, that is, you know. You and I never argue. Never. (laughs) Ever. I mean, what do do we have to argue about? We're totally (laughs) in love. Uh Uh-huh. Total in love phenomenon. Yeah. All the time. Honey, that in love phenomenon died about, you know, 12 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> this I know. 11 years, six months ago. <laughs> so, yes, uh, everything other than those things she mentioned, absolutely wonderful day. Y- yeah. I, I, just... I must say that that I can understand where those days are coming from for her because I have seen you through raising our kids as toddlers. And it is one difficult road to travel and journey. And I'll tell you, there have been days... There have been hours that you left me with multiple toddlers. <laughs> and I'll tell you, those hours are like months. Well, I'm trying to think back at how old Matthew would have been when I went um, to the Mops convention. Mm-hmm. Um, when Matthew was newborn, well, I, I started staying at home with my kids when... Um, Megan was 15 months old and I was pregnant with Matthew. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the loneliest periods in my life um, because I was losing my work friends, but I hadn't yet met mom friends and I was t- utterly alone, had no idea what I was doing. And, um, and that was before you became friends with Sarah too. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, so I found out that... Um, that this new church that we had just started going to um, offered a mops group, which is mothers of preschoolers, and um, and I got involved. 
And then, so the next year I got, so I started the the same year that Matthew was, was born. So then the next year when he would have been nine months to a year old, I got involved in the leadership of, of our local MOPS group. Um, MOPS is, is a great way to, to meet some women, to have a couple of hours, you know, um, some groups meet once a month, some groups meet, um, twice a month. It just depends on how your, your local group does it. I'm not really sure how to find out information about it. You could, you know, ask around it. Your go to Google here. I'll tell you, you, you keep could probably, talking. yeah, that's, that's a good, um, anyway, um, mops was, a, was a great way for me to get out. And then I started serving at mops mops.org. Okay. There you mops. go. Mops.org. There yep. you go. M O P S. And, um, which I love, I love their, I love how, you know, they took mothers of preschoolers and turned it into mops because there are some days that you just feel like a mop. You are dirty <laughs> and dingy and stinky. And anyway, I, I just think that it's creative. <laughs> it is very creative. Um, I had the great opportunity to go to a MOPS convention, which is where all of their their leaders um, will will go to this to this one place and have this huge convention, um, fabulous speakers, a great time as a mom to just be away from your kids and um, and rejuvenate and become renewed. It was really great, and um, so I'm trying to think how old Matthew would have been when which would have been the first overnight that I was away that you had both kids. Yeah. And I remember like laying out, cause I was gone for like three days. Laid out clothes. I laid out clothes days. and na- I, I put, <laughs> I didn't just lay out clothes. I went, okay, this is Monday's. <laughs> Actually it was, this is Friday's pile. This is Saturday's pile. This is their church clothes. Do not mix <laughs> and match. <laughs> These shoes go with this. I mean, it was, it was insane. I'm not like that anymore. Right. Um, now, well, now Megan picks out her own clothes and Matthew will just wear whatever you lay on the bed. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the boy doesn't you care. You give him a pair of shorts and his fire shirt. He's, He's good, good to, go. to go. Yeah. Um, as long as they're not blue shorts because the fire shirt's black and orange. I know. So you tell me. <laughs> he looked fine. Anyway, no, he didn't. But that wasn't his fire shirt. You made him change. Um, I did. That. I did it for you, sweet pea. I didn't care. <laughs> Yeah, you seem to. No, I put him in the fire. Sh- okay, we went to a wedding this weekend, and this is what Cliff is talking about. We we had a family wedding to go to. Matthew picked out his favorite shirt, which happens to be we call it a fire shirt. It looks like it, you know, um, it looks like it's on fire, and it's got like a dragon on on one side or both sides. Anyway, and that's what he wanted to wear, so I put that on. I mean, it's a dress shirt. It's not like a t shirt or anything. Um. I put that on him with a pair of black shorts. And Cliff's like, it's not a redneck wedding. He can't wear that. I'm like, it's not overalls and a white wife beater. I mean, what do you want? So Cliff made him change and put on a polo shirt. But he put on a blue polo shirt with his black shorts. And yes. I said, now that's not going to work. That That's a bigger problem than... Which I thought he looked fine. Where, well, you would. <laughs> you know, That's why I lay out your dress clothes too. You found your clothes laying on the bed also for the wedding. Thank you did so, you not? Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, anyway. Back, back to, to the story. Back to the story. Yes, it's you went just, away for the weekend, left me alone with two little kids. Two little kids. And you know what? You came home and they were still alive. They were still alive. And you it know. didn't matter that Tuesdays and Wednesdays clothes got actually it would have been Fridays and Saturdays clothes got mixed up and my kid was traping around town looking like an orphan (laughs) and you know none of that stuff matters they loved hanging out with dad that's all they cared about yeah I'm telling you we had fun I'm I'm sure that you did and I had a fabulous time I was so glad to see you come home (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I just don't they know were, if I could have fed them another meal. They were there waiting for What's me. What's this for whole like idea of feeding before. these things like three times a day? <laughs> Actually, you're supposed to feed them like six times a day because they got to have snacks in between. Yeah, I don't you know. <laughs> yeah, we have a friend who, um, I have a friend who, um, there were four, four of us girls. We used to go out every other Monday and it was tons of fun. And on those Mondays, our husbands were in charge of feeding our children. So one Monday, we and this was back when I was, you know, pregnant with McKenna and she was, was a newborn. And uh, so one Monday we went out. We had our dinner. I think we ate at Cracker Barrel. 
And my friend goes home to find out that her husband let her kids get into the pantry. And he fed them chocolate cereal and chocolate cupcakes. And, I mean, they had, like, a chocolate-themed dinner. Was, that is awesome. And they loved it. You know, they lo- oh, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. So, um, I forgot where I was going with my original story. Well, let's I've just, just move. been one tangent after another. Well, let, um, we were just talking about the whole journal entry thing and that, you know, that things tend to get a little crazy when you have little ones running around the house. And one of the things that is you need to that that as a parent, you wonder, how can I bring some sense of order to what seems to be complete chaos in my house? And it doesn't matter if you have I think, well, that's not true. If you have one child, it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. But boy, when you add two, it doesn't just <laughs> double the it does not double the mm-hmm. the difficulty. It like mass multiplies this thing. Yes, it, it it's does. like to the nth degree. Yeah. And and then when you add a third child to the mix, oh my gosh, you're outnumbered. What is a parent to do? <laughs> I mean, it is just absolutely crazy. And so it's madness. Here are some things for the toddler years that um, Lisa Welchel shares in her book as the headers of of some of the things that she found that worked for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to go through them and one by one. And I have to say that they're also, once we, because we've already shared that, you know, Megan was, Megan was the little one in charge in our house um, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we we didn't have a clue what we were doing. But once we got a clue and um, took back control of our house, these are the same things that we found worked, that worked for, us. for us. And she was so. still a toddler at that time. She so. was. So here are the things. And we're not going to list them all up front. We're going to go through them one by one and kind of just give you our thoughts on them. The first item, and there are, let's see, there are one, two, three, four, five, six. So the first one is spankings. Spankings. Spankings worked for us as a family as as our children were toddlers. And a quick swat on the bottom. Obviously, we don't spank in anger. We don't spank with um with the loss of self-control. Um and we we don't ever do spank as a, a last resort. Right. It's not one of those things after you've told them 50,000 times. Right. Here's the thing, if this is your first episode of listening to the Family from the Heart you parenting need to go back. series, Go back and listen to a couple other previous episodes. One of the chapter or one of the episodes we talked about was all, all about, about spanking. Right. And so we've already covered all of that. But do understand when we say spanking, it is spanking in love and for training mm-hmm. and for for correction. For correction, not for not for just getting you upset and, and stuff like that. Uh, and they're saying it was episode number Eight or parenting part eight probably. Parenting part eight probably. So parenting part eight and uh, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll get the episode number. So go ahead okay. and so t- talk um, about spankings for a second, Stephanie. Well, what right. else can I say? Okay, <laughs> well, always in love. Um, never, n- never with a with a loss of self control. Um, we now this doesn't mean I've never. You know, there are times when when. McKenna, who is the one who still receives um, spankings in our house, um, there are times when I have went over. She she's disobeying, and I will go over, and instead of taking her to the bathroom like I know that I should, I'll spank her right there on the bottom in front of God and everybody. But I try not to do that. Um, I try. It's it's very humiliating to be spanked in front of your siblings. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're being corrected for something that you're doing to them or or to their things, right? So, um, always try to spank in in private with, with our kids, right? Um, I'll tell you what the the same things we talked about in and Brooke pulled it up here as well. Episode twenty one, parenting part eight of Family from the Heart talks all about spanking. We we pretty much covered everything there is to cover with spanking there, and it all applies. To young children, but the the younger the child, the less likely you're going to be able to have that heart communication, such exactly. as and let's talk about you know how this has affected our right. our relationship with one another, and that there's something in between us because and of also, what you've done. And also with the young, the younger the child is, um, 
the less time that you have to discipline. Yes. Like if you're in the grocery store uh, today, McKenna and I were in the grocery store and she, I did not have to discipline her. Although there have been times that I have Praise had the to. Lord. Um, but if I'm in the grocery store and she's disobeying, I have to take her to the bathroom right then and there because by the chances are by the time we get home, she's not going to remember what she's being disciplined for. Very good. Even point. if I explain it to her, she's not going to remember. That's exactly true. Uh, whereas if you have a, you know, a five-year-old or a six-year-old mm-hmm. and they've done something during the day at the grocery store, you can say, listen, you know, we've got too many things to do right now. You and I are going to have a talk right. and you know that the consequence of this action is coming, is coming <laughs> and, it, and it will be a spanking and yeah. we're going to have a, you know, we're going to have a, a little talk about this right. and that's coming later. And uh, it's amazing how they will do anything and everything <laughs> to try to change the subject. They will become like the the king prince of. Uh, they'll become the best children right. you've well, ever here's seen. Here's the Matthews. Um, now Megan and Matthew do not get spankings anymore, and if they do, it's on a very rare occasion for a very serious offense. Exactly. Um, my last spanking when I was a kid was when I was thirteen. That's a bit old. And oh boy, but I remember. Actually, it was the only spanking my dad ever gave me. Trust me, it's not for me to remember. Um, but anyway, so Matthew's last punishment was a grounding, mm-hmm. and um, he had been he had been. Um, we were in the car, and he was being disobedient. He got a warning. Um, he continued to be disobedient, so he was handed a punishment. And uh, which was he was grounded from all what we call screen time, which is the TV, the iPod, um, the computer, anything that requires a screen for it to be done. um, He was grounded from and he continued to disobey. So it got extended and it got extended and it got extended. Well, it happened to be the week before his birthday and um, Mamaw and Papaw decided to drop off his birthday present a week early. Now, we knew that they were coming, but he did not. And we told him, Matthew, it's going to get extended. I mean, you're, if you c- continue to behave this way, you are going to be grounded for longer. And trust me, you're going to regret it later. <laughs> and so. He says, no, um, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, anyway, we laughed because it was like, ha, ha, ha. Yes, you are. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't remember it being quite like that. No, it wasn't. I'm just. The little vindictive, ha, 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 if I mean, you only knew. Editing it in for drama, that's all. <laughs> Here, since we're going for the drama. Okay, so you anyway. Knew. Um, it ended up being like four days long. His grounding from screen time was four days long. And uh, Mamaw and Papaw delivered his, his, he got a wee for his birthday from, from Mamaw and Papaw. And so they delivered it. And he wanted to play it so bad. We wanted to play it so bad. Yeah. Um, our entire family was just itching to open that box, but we set it right on top of the TV where everybody who came into our house could see it, but it did not get opened for it four days. in the box. Stayed in the box. And so for those four days, Matthew kept saying, well, I've been good now, so can we take off a day? Well, I've done this, so can we take off a day? Mama, I love you, and I will fold your towels, and I will wash your face. I mean, he's like anything he could. To get it extended, but in our house, once you have been handed a punishment, you cannot, you cannot earn it back. The, well, with the exception that, and, and uh, with one of the toolbox ideas, is the idea of pulling out a grace ticket every now right. and then. But we have not created our can yet. Exactly. So that that's something completely different. Yeah. Once a once a punishment has been given, you cannot. Right. You cannot earn it back. I'll tell you what, and we'll get back to the story of the, the toddler years, but recently, just, to, and this is this is something good for parents to, you know, there are, there, see, as we said, you know, we don't spank Megan, we don't spank Megan at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Matthew is at that age now where, well, actually, now that he's seven, probably, probably that will, yeah. that will completely cease to exist. Uh, because now, yeah. it, when they get around seven or eight years old, from that point forward, you get creative, and there are well, things that are going to hurt them so much more than a spanking. And 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 when we say hurt, we mean like, you know, brings about some kind of consequence that is somewhat painful. Right. And and before a certain age, you know, the physical pain of a right. spanking is right. is something that is motivating. Right. You know, the avoidance <laughs> of that pain is right. is motivating. 
And so Megan now is at the age where she's like, would you just spank me, please? Yeah, please. I mean, you know, she's because, been at that age for a while, because though. The, <laughs> because the avoidance of that pain is nothing compared to trying to avoid the pain of other things. And right. now Matthew, the other day, um, says, you know, oh, man, he, he had been, you know, doing school and work, homework and all these other things. And the other day he wanted to play his Nintendo and he asked the night before and and we told him, it's like, listen, he says, well, can I play tomorrow? It's like, well, you don't, you got to understand, you'll probably have some time to play tomorrow, but nobody is playing the Nintendo Wii until your room, you can, no, you can play the Nintendo Wii after your room is completely clean and the living room is clean. And that boy got up at four o'clock the next morning. He cleaned, yeah. He cleaned his room. He cleaned the entire living room, which had um, it was, Stephanie's laundry and baskets. Mm-hmm. He folded every single he did, towel. He folded the towels. He did. He folded all the towels and cleaned this room beautifully and fell asleep on the couch so that when he got up, he could play. <laughs> he could play Wii. He could play the Wii. He was Wii. ready to go. And so that's, if anything, you know, what is it that your child has? Be mindful what, of these what's things. What's most important to and, them? And and what kind of things can you use to what say, privilege? hey, you know, this yeah. is a privilege. And that privilege is taken away as a consequence right. when you do this. And try to set those things out ahead of time is, right. is what we're learning is very important. Communicate ahead of time. You know, when you do this, then this is the result. Right. If you do this, this is the result. And, of course, you can't do that for everything because you don't know what all is going to come up. But as those things come up, then you add that to the list. It's like, oh, well, if this happens again, this is what's going to happen the next time. Right. And have those conversations. Let them know so that they can make a choice whether or not that, that that's what's going to happen to them next. One thing that because um, I had two small ones at the same time, um, obviously there's, even now, I mean, there is a plethora of of sibling conflict that goes on in our house. But when Megan and Matt were both small, since we are talking about toddlers, um, or supposed to be, <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Well, we're, we, we, I mean, I think we what are. I just said applies yeah, to toddlers too, to a certain degree. To a but, cert- an older but, toddler. And, well, yeah. But the thing is, is, is you know, it, it's, it's all parenting. But one thing I tried not to do yeah. um, was to punish hitting with hitting. Yes. Um, I, I found, especially for younger children, especially for for younger younger toddlers, you cannot say never hit your sister, (laughs) you know, that just doesn't make sense to, to, because then your child goes up to the cabbage patch doll and hits it upside the head. (laughs) Never hit your sister. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, oh wait, this is not good. Not good. So, um, I just hurt my hand. (laughs) I smacked it pretty good. I heard that. (laughs) Well, I was trying to, you know, for emphasis. (laughs) You know, you could have told me and I I could have, you could have just whipped it. So anyway. There you um, go. One thing that I worked well for for my kids um, for hitting would have been um, isolation. And she talks about that several times in here about putting your child in a room, obviously in a room where there's no toys, nothing that they can, you know, play with or entertain themselves with. Um, but to find a room to put them in um, and put a baby gate up, you know, you can um, you can come out when you can. Be around other people and use your manners and, and, you know, not hit or not bite or pull hair or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, so isolation is one thing that I work, I used with my kids, um, with, with Megan and Matthew before they could, um, if you have a child who's still in a crib and they don't crawl, climb out, you know, put them in that bed with nothing, um, you know, I guess. Yeah, and with the exception with the, of a young young right. child, I mean, I a mean baby, right. you don't want a child to feel abandoned, right? But but an but an older a toddler, a toddler. if the toddler what, happens right. to still be in bed, okay, yeah. I just want to I I I am really concerned about you know I there isolation two, and and abandon are are. Com- I understand. I understand. I just want to make sure. Well, I just wanted uh, to. But the distinction there, that's all. Well, here's the thing is that we are all so different because one person said in the chat room here, I don't remember who it was. Um, it, it was up here a little bit, said that um, that the silent treatment works well. And my first thought was, wow, I could never give my kids the silent treatment. But I kind of do because I put them in isolation where the, you cannot you cannot come back into 
being part of this family, come back into being part of what this family is doing until you can interact in with this family in a healthy way. Yeah. There is only So it's kind of the same thing. It's just when you put it into different words. Right. Yeah. Now I don't know what I mean, I don't not exactly sure what she means by the silent treatment, but as far as when I think about silent treatment, there's only one time I can think that we've used the silent treatment that it's useful. And I think it again only works for people for for older children beyond the toddler years. Right. And that's this constant getting out of bed. You know, where they come in and are asking for a question, they're asking for this, they're asking for that. You just get to the point where, you know, you're sitting there, you're watching TV, and they come out and they ask you a question. The first time you saw me do that, you gave me the funniest look, though. You know that? Yes. We were sitting on the couch watching television, and I think Megan had come out of bed like the third, for probably the fourth time. But the first two times, Cliff was downstairs. Uh Uh-huh. Um down here in the studio and then he had joined me to watch a show and we're sitting up Megan comes out and the first time I think you talk to her you, you know Megan you've already had all your things you need to go get in bed and so the second time that she came out while Cliff was there which was the fourth time I simply did this <laughs> I just pointed to her bedroom I did not acknowledge her presence I did not look at her I did not speak to her I just pointed to her bedroom which was absolutely frustrating for her. Yes, it because was. Because the reason that she, she is getting talking. out of bed is because she wants the attention. Mm-hmm. That That's all that it is about. And, um, you know, if you want to fight with an eight-year-old, then give her the attention. Right. but If you want her to get the point, point d- to her bedroom. <laughs> and, and, and Stephanie did not speak a word. And she got, but but aren't you going to talk to me? And, and we just, she, Stephanie just pointed and didn't say a word, didn't even look her in the eye, just go to your room and stuff like that. And of course the other thing is on the other end of this is yeah. you got to ask yourself if this is a consistent was, issue. Right. If this is a consistent issue, we you have to ask yourself as a parent or as parents, are we giving our children enough attention? You know, do our f- children feel deprived of attention? And 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 if they do, if they don't feel like they have enough time with you as mom and dad, um, or any of it individual time with you, then if the only time, the only way they can get you to interact with them personally, one-on-one, is to aggravate you and have you come into their room 15 times to tuck them into bed or kiss them or get you a drink, then maybe that's some kind of... A sign thing, of something different. sign of something where they, maybe they just desire to it's have some time with even negative attention. You is attention exactly and and kids will push that line um, kids will pee in the bed not consciously not, well, maybe some can do it on purpose but but sometimes kids will unconsciously wet the bed as a result of knowing that if that happens consistently then mom and dad come in and come to the rescue with right. new sheets and everything else and it's a great time of family bonding you know <laughs> it's, it's crazy stuff it's all and not that great the first well to the kids you know right. it's like no, mom and dad to, are right, here exactly. it's like it's like oh it's okay we're just changing your sheet and mom and dad are together or, or whatever and it's, it's just like oh this is cool I, it's been so long since i've had this much attention from either mom or dad and and so anyway so Let, that all started from spankings. spankings. Yes. So the second and most my, effective, my favorite, hello, most effective my favorite. in our house, um, yes. by far, is routine. routine. Our children and Cliff, um, I'm still fighting it. I've, I've Megan's nearly nine years old. I am still fighting it. Um, but the most effective way to keep these people on track is routine. Give us a schedule. And and I have an agenda, agenda, a plan. (laughs) I I want a plan. Let let me. Can I for a second? Okay. If you don't mind, can I read my to do list behind you? Sure. Okay. Here you go. Check this out. First of all, I was writing the list on the board. Uh The first item on the list: twit pick this list, which means take a picture of it and post it to Twitter. Okay. You put that on your list. You are so cheesy. It's the first item on the list. You're a nut job. No, get I this. I love you. Hold on. Wait, wait. Think about this one. The second item, get dressed. So I'm obviously not dressed when I'm do- <laughs> doing the twit picking. But anyway. I'm sure everybody needed to know that. All right. So twit pick this list. Get dressed. Breakfast. Release My Crazy Life episode. Release TV talk episode for The Fringe. Go for a walk. Record My Crazy Life for tomorrow. Record two Fringe feedbacks for some other podcasters. Uh, process and send out fridge, fridge, Fringe feedback when I get back. 
process and schedule the release of tomorrow's My Crazy Life podcast. Uh, Corvette Chief Audio Editing and Release, uh, 1130 Family from the Heart podcast, process and release Family from the Heart. Um, Go to lunch, Watermark Sermon Preparation or uh, Sermon podcast, update QuickBooks and PayPal, pay bills, invoice clients, Lily Insurance, Blue Ash, and two other clients, draw up and, uh, uh, and send out sponsor renewal contract, take out the trash, home team uh, preparation, release lost video podcast to the free feeds. That's great. I need a list. Yeah. I, and you know what? For the last four or five days that I've been working in the studio, I did not do that list. And I ended up doing a lot of things, but nothing at the end of, but at the end of the day, I felt horrible and unproductive. I did a lot of things, a lot of important things. I I don't spend a lot of my time doing unimportant things, Mm -hmm. but what happened is I always end up when I don't have a list, I always end the day feeling like I've done a lot, but man, there was that one thing I didn't get done, which is, it was like, this is number one priority. Pay those bills. It's not the first of the month anymore here, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I need to pay those. And and the fact that I put that off, it, it's because it wasn't on my list. Right. And so I'm a list person. You are a list person. And you know what? I really believe kids love lists and routines and, and, and consistency. That's a big word that I used in the Mac podcast this week, by the way. Consistency. That, that's a, a very big word. It's a very big word because... To a two-year-old or a three-year-old, if I can do this one time and get away with it, but do it an hour later and I get punished for it, that doesn't make sense to them. You know, um, they really need that that consistency and and that routine to function. They do, they do, and so um, she. You what, what's really cool. Is that Lisa Welchel in her book here gave an example of uh, a thing? I guess she wrote in her child's journal or something like that in a baby. She journal. She wrote a letter to um, to her daughter when she turned two, and said, "Here is what your schedule looks like while you're two years old." L- can you read it real quick so somebody? The whole thing? Can, yeah, if you don't mind. Okay. I think this will be very useful in giving people an understanding, and then I'll talk about some of the things like we've done. Okay. Okay. Um, 7 a.m. You sit in daddy's or my lap in the Lazy Boys and watch Barney. He is a he is a big purple dinosaur and you love him. 7.30, breakfast. Uh, you do not like milk. It's very yucky, but you want chocolate milk every morning. Your favorite breakfast is banana nut crunch cereal. It's not a kitty, kitty cereal. It happens to be your daddy's favorite too. 8 a.m., separate room time. I put you in Clancy's room with the gate in for you to play by yourself. I put on a Barney cassette. I, I put a Barney cassette on, and you either cook or read or play with your dolls. Nine a.m. together time. This is the time you and Tucker get to play together in your room. I do I do a lot of refereeing during during this time. A lot of no grabbing, no hitting, share, etc. But most of the time, you're both begging for together time. Ten a.m. Sesame Street time. You and Tucker sit in the Lazy Boys in the living room and watch Sesame Street. You're not allowed to get up until it's over, but you don't even try. 11 a.m. snack time and outside time. You and Tucker go play in the backyard while I bring out a little snack. It's usually Kool-Aid or juice and fruit snacks or cookies or some other fun surprise. You both have several riding toys or you play cowboys or dig in the sandbox. You're very adventurous. 12 12 p.m. free time. You watch videos and we or we run errands or go to grandmother's house. One Lunch, 1.30, nap time, 3.30, school time. You like to do puzzles in color. You already know the alphabet song. And you're learning your numbers right along with Tucker. You know a lot of songs because you sing a lot. And you have memorized many of the hide them in your heart Bible verses. 4 p.m. Together time with all three of you. Sometimes this works and sometimes this doesn't. 5 p.m. reading time. You really like this. You pick a bunch of books, then I read one to you, and then I set the timer, and you and Tucker sit on the couch and read for 15 minutes, and then I read another one. 5.30, Daddy's home. Yay. Daddy puts plays with you while I finish getting dinner ready. 6 o'clock, dinner time. 6.30, bath time. Daddy gives all three, gives you all three a bath at the same time in the big tub. You love it. 7 o'clock. 
Bible in bedtime. You sit in my lap and then we read two books and a Bible story before hopping into bed with one last drink of water. Then we pray for you and sing a praise song. This is my favorite part of this. Yep. Uh, of this schedule. This okay. is and, and I this really if you've toned tuned out just a little bit, Listen. come back in and focus on this. There we go. So that's your day at two years old. It might sound pretty rigid, but you must remember it's the ideal and it rarely ever happens just like on paper. Exactly. Now, that right there, my friends, is the definition of a full-time mom. <laughs> you know, and it, 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 and if anybody's ever questioned, what does a mom do during the day? Now, she says, honestly, very transparently, rarely does it occur just like this, like, on, like it ever. is on, on, on mm-hmm. paper. However, you, I think if you go back and you listen to that, these are what, as parents, we would think are critical key components of what should make up a part of the day for our children mm-hmm. to, to give them some balance and some different um, atmospheres to be in and, and, and different uh, exposure to different things. And, and to fit all that in in one day seems impossible. And I'll tell you what, sometimes it just is. But... I will tell you that without consistency, without at least a plan, without a schedule, those items will not happen. They will not happen. And Stephanie, I'm going to say, Stephanie says that she fights against the, you know, planning out her day and putting this list of things together and stuff like that. And she does. It's not, it's not. It's not in my nature. It's not in her nature to do that. But I am going to share something with you guys. And I don't think she'll be upset for me to share this. But she has a whiteboard up there. And in the days that she actually makes a list similar to mine. Which is nearly every day. When she writes. (laughs) Now. Now. But but when you make that list and you have all of those things and you're crossing them off as you go. And at the end of the day, when you've crossed off almost everything, if not everything that you put on the list that day. when When I'm done with my day and I sit down next to you, I sit next to a very happy wife. A, a, a wife that sometimes is extremely exhausted but feels extremely productive and feels a lot better about herself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and even at the end of that day and that list, sometimes the house, the the dishes aren't quite done or the living room's a mess because while that was on the list and it was crossed off and done <laughs> earlier, it's been messed up again. In spite of that, the fact that you knew that that house looked great at one point during that day. Still Don't blink, it, you might miss it. <laughs> you still felt good about the fact that you stayed right. on top of things. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Even though that that's not in your personality to really motivate yourself to do it. Well, number one, you never had anybody do that for you. Right. And so if this is something that we do for our children... It will become something that is a habit for them to to have routine and to have these things, and that's what you know. You know the thing with McKenna now that she's here by herself. It's important to say, okay, you know, you're not going to sit in front of television and watch the eight different princes movies from Disney today, right? You you we'll give you 45 minutes or an hour to to watch a movie of your choosing that we approve of. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to move over and you're going to play kitchen time or or make believe or to play with your dolls. Uh, well, th- McKenna, um, because I think that a lot of times it does seem like the TV is on all the time. But that's because McKenna will start a movie and she never finishes a movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm just too distracted to go turn it off. But a lot of times she'll start a movie and then play kitchen. Uh-huh. Or she'll start a, a movie and then um, make her baby dolls the princesses. And so she's playing, she's interacting and playing right. um, out the story that she's watching. Mm-hmm. That, I'm, she's she's a very creative child. She is. I, I, I don't get her a lot of the time. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I'm like any of my kids, really, well, except Megan. She's got like my temper and my attitude. <laughs> And, but, and during the summer, and it's really important to schedule some outside time oh, yeah. to get some Absolutely. sunlight and stuff like that. I mean, I really believe that routine is key, and it helps keep your sanity sanity as a parent. And I think that that's been Absolutely. something. Whenever we've inf- we've inflicted a schedule upon our children, it has always it has always provided <laughs> wonderful results. It's always better for them. Um, do you know? 
Megan asked me if she could have a whiteboard in her room. She did. She wants some to write a schedule on. Um, she's been having a hard time lately um, getting her things done in, in a timely manner in the morning. And the other day I told her, I said, look, I'm setting the time. I told them this um, in the morning on the way to school for the next morning. I said, tomorrow morning um, we're going to wake up and then I'm going to set the timer for to go off at 8:30 and um the kitchen t- the timer in the kitchen um just to clarify for people so when the timer in the kitchen goes off we're leaving um it your teeth you know if your teeth not brushed you know people might tell you you have stinky breath but it's not going to kill you if your shoes aren't on you're going barefoot you know they might call me i'm going to say i'm sorry it's a discipline issue uh, <laughs> i'm seriously it's not right. going to kill them to go barefoot one day at school um, I said, look, if you're still in your pajamas, you're still in your, you're going to school in your pajamas, you know? Um, and so Megan asked as, as a result, well, for, I picked her up from school that afternoon and I said, you know, um, are we, we were talking about it in the car. I think at dance, after I picked her up from dance, we were talking about it in the car because it was just me and her. And I told her, I said, well, don't forget tomorrow morning we are setting the timer. And so you need to get as much done tonight as you can so that in the morning you don't have to scatter around doing your afternoon things in the morning. And because um, when the timer goes off, really, she goes, oh, I thought you would have forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not this time. And I didn't forget. I did do it. But well, as a result of that, she asked for her own whiteboard and I so guarantee that she you, could write down her things. And and I guarantee you, you put the list of things she needs to accomplish before she leaves for school in the morning. And you put those on a list where she can mark, she can mark a line through them mm-hmm. and show you that she's accomplished them yeah. so that you can give her a word of affirmation. I guarantee you, it should be done in no time. Yep. It, it, She'll be, be sitting in the car waiting for me. It'd be just like Matthew's cleaning the his the bedroom in his the, lev- mm-hmm. in the living room, so that when you wake up, you allow him to play. Well, we might the need Wii. to think about her. So so getting a whiteboard, we, a little tiny one yeah. might not be a bad idea. So um, anyway, let, let's so that's routine, and and again, w- you hear us talking about our older kids, but routine works for young children. And so, and for older children, it, it does. It, it, and for moms and dads, <laughs> so routine works well for a family. It when, does. You, but when you're all on a different routine, that yes. kind of gets jumbled. That's right, and that's where family meetings come in. That's right. We love family our family meetings, me- which we're we really need to have. Uh, we met together last week, but we really didn't <laughs> talk about much. So this week, we seriously let's eat a bobs. <laughs> eat a bobs. <laughs> anyway, um, we need to hurry up. We're running yes, out. Yes. Next of time. is choices. Choices can be good and bad. Yes. Um, you cannot give a two-year-old seven choices and expect them to choose. But if um, if you're having problems with a child who is consistently um, wanting something else, um, you can wear, you know, say getting dressed. Getting dressed is a big deal. I have two daughters who are very particular about what they wear. And so with McKenna, um, this morning she was picking out her clothes and um, she said she wanted to wear a jean skirt. And I said, okay. And um, she didn't know what shirt. So we picked out two shirts. You can wear this one or this one. I picked out the shirt. She got to pick which one. Um, two choices works perfect for kids. You for know? In some areas. And in I'm gonna say, I am going to suggest be careful with how many choices you give your children. Absolutely. And it's age appropriate. Uh, one of the things that I personally am against, and, and if you do this, that's that is your prerogative. I am personally against giving your children the choice of what's for breakfast, what's for lunch, and what's for dinner. Well, the- I will give them a choice for what's for breakfast. Okay. Um, well. But um, specifically for dinner, what I fix is what you're going to eat. <laughs> right. Um, I I pre-make a menu, and so that that's just not not an option. But, um, you know, the, this morning we were out of milk. Uh-huh. So they had the choice they could have. Um, so cereal was off the table. I said, okay, you can have a Pop-Tart or um, a Pop-Tart. <laughs> no. um, but, you know, for breakfast, I don't mind giving them a choice now that they're older. When they were younger, I but did the, not. So the, that, that's you're the right. Whole, that's okay, the I'm whole sorry. Thing. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, we're talking toddlers Well, McKenna here. does get a choice because the other well, two get a choice. Well, but. I, you, 
I, I still concern because so. here's here's the concern that I have, and here's the principle or value behind this. Okay. One of the problems that we have with children is sometimes they are very selfish and they want their way, mm-hmm. and giving them consistent choices in everything makes them think that well, I am. I do have the authority to make choices for myself and what I want is important over what mom wants for me. And so there are, I think that there are some times where, um, you know, choices can be very detrimental to your parenting in a way that it, it, it feeds this idea that as a child, they can, they're self-sufficient in some way. Right. And, and and I know that that's an extreme, but I really, I'm really cautious of that. We dealt with, we dealt with that with Megan. Yes. She had far too many choices and thought that she was, you know, capable to my, my, pick out what kind of car to buy. We <laughs> we have we have these little plastic dishes, like little plastic mm-hmm. bowls with plastic spoons that go with Because we're still you know dealing with the you know. But anyway, the thing is is that it it never fails. Dad, I want the purple bowl. I want and you know what? I tone every bit of that out and I hand them what I hand them. Right. And they said, but I want it is like, listen, it's a plate. What you need is food in your belly. And this is the plate that I've given you because you want this and she wants this. The thing is, is you got to understand, I love you both. And would I love as a father sometimes to just give you what you want? Absolutely. But you have to understand you can't always get what you want. Right. And so you are going to get what I give you in this circumstance. And you're going to have to understand that that's how life works sometimes that you don't always get the decision all the time. Right. But it's not bad to give them choices sometimes. And so I'm not I'm not being overly critical of choices. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you about some choices as a as a parent of toddlers which I think is extremely useful and where t- choices are always good. Okay. Give them the choice between doing the right thing or wrong thing. So instead of saying um if you don't get up and turn that TV off right now, you're going to go to bed. You know, it's time for dinner. Turn that off or else you're going to bed. Well, do you want them to go to bed or do you want them to come eat dinner? You want them to come eat dinner. Exactly. And so you can you can give them a choice instead of giving them a demand. It's like, listen, you have a choice. You can turn the TV off right now and come and have dinner with us. Or if you choose not to do that, I will do something, you will have a punishment, and your choice to not come to the table right now will prohibit you from having television time at all for the next two days. That that is a choice. I I am not I am not beating down on you. I am giving you this choice right now. Right. So I'll I'll give you 10, 15, maybe 30 seconds to think this through. But in 30 seconds from now. I will know what choice you have made. And so those are wonderful decisions. And and of course, you know, the younger the toddler, the the you know, you you can I, I still say the younger the toddler, you may not be able to understand your child speaking to you or maybe your child doesn't quite speak just yet, but your child does understand so much more than what we give them credit for Absolutely. in the toddler years. Absolutely. In fact, if your child isn't talking yet, uh, it's pr- it's a proven scientific fact that if you teach them how to communicate to you with sign, sign language, language. they will do that before they have the ability to speak to you with their words. Absolutely. They can. So, exactly. Um, anyway. We- I, I was just, you were just talking about you know children um, not communicating well or... I was just thinking, does that happen? <laughs> Our kids talk. Well, Matthew, we thought there was something wrong with Matthew because he never he he never spoke never spoke um, until Megan went to preschool, and then what what do you know? The boy had like a ton to say. He did. He just never got a word in edgewise before, and still doesn't. Right. Now he's competing with two sisters who have a lot to say. Yep. And McKenna and and Megan, their they vocabularies both, are they just both amazing. Have um, started talking very early had a very um extensive vocabulary from very early on um and mckenna while she misses mixes and matches some pronouns and past and present and future past participles and all that other stuff it's as cute as heck but that girl can carry on a very lengthy very serious conversation and it is so funny she's so funny have i 
Can I tell a funny story? Yeah. I may have told this already. Um, but when when McKenna and I are watching a movie, she likes to go up and push the pause button. Have I told you have I told this story on a podcast yet? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, she likes to um she'll get up and she'll push the pause button. She'll go, Mommy, we need to have a talk. When we grow up, I need to be a princess. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, McKenna, you can be anything that you want to to be when you grow up. And um, she'll she'll push play and come sit back with me. And five minutes later, she'll get up, push the pause button. Mommy, we need to have a talk. When I grow up, I need to be a policeman. Okay, McKenna, you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. Um, she'll push play. She'll sit back down. Five minutes later, she'll go push the pause button. Mommy, we need to have a talk. <laughs> When I grow up, I need to be a doctor. <laughs> it's, just so, it's just so funny how every time she does it, she says, we need to have a talk. <laughs> we need to have a talk. All right. So um, let's just go real quickly because we are way out of time here. Uh, redirection, is that something that I, I'm not a big fan of redirection. I'm not a big fan of redirection Basically, either. you know, when your child has something, they're upset because you told them they can't do it get their mind off of it by doing something else. I believe, by golly, let them experience the fact that you've said no to them. Right. And let them deal with that. Because people Don't, say no. Life is not, you know, always full of yeses. Right. You know. Right. So anyway, the redirection is the idea that that when you've said no and they're upset, that you get their mind off of them being upset right. by introducing something new. Now, I do think it's okay to... I to give some redirection in areas where it's not that you've said no, but you've maybe re, you want to redirect them before they've done something wrong, right? And and so a little bit, but read more on that in this in the book. That that's good to go. Um, tone of voice is very good. Using your a different tone of voice versus volume of right. voice. Uh, mommy said, "Come here." Yeah, you I, know, that, my mom swears that that worked on me. When uh-huh. I was a little, when I was a little girl, all she had to do was change um, her tone of voice. Um, you know, if she would say Stephanie a certain way to show, um, you know, disappointment, or she said that that worked on me all the time. That does not work on my kids, right? It, I, I, and um, Lisa Welchel w- admits in here that she only has one kid that that works on. Well, I, I wonder if it doesn't work on our kids because because I have a volume issue. We, we mm-hmm. do a lot of volume in our yeah. home, so, and then of course the big important thing, especially with toddlers, mm-hmm. lots of love and yes. grace. I love what she says in here. Um, hold on, let's see. She's talking about lots of loving and um. And I'm, I'm just going to read um, this quick little bit. Okay. And uh, then we'll be ready to finish right. up. Okay. Yep. So she's talking about the lots of loving. Um, talks about how a lot of times, um, not not that we should take on the, the blame for um, our children to, to choose to do wrong. But sometimes we are so into what we are doing that um, that we neglect to discipline it. To discipline the action at first, you know, mm-hmm. at, at first sign. So anyway, um, making our kids a to-do item instead of being actively involved. So um, if you catch yourself becoming frustrated because your toddlers are being naughty and you won't allow and won't allow you to check them off and move on to other important tasks, it's time to pull out the most most lethal punishments. This could mean tackling them and kissing them all over their bodies. Pausing long enough to particularly persecute them on their tummies. Or it could mean tormenting them with a good dose of tickle torture. Or you may just have to grab them and hug them until they beg and squeal for mercy. Above all, thank God for the privilege of being a parent. Don't worry, they won't walk down the wedding aisle sucking their thumbs. They will be best friends when they get older. And I never thought I'd hear myself saying this, but it's true. Enjoy them while they're young. Because they grow up before you know it. Absolutely. 
Well, folks, there is a lot more in this chapter. There is a toolbox that uh, is at the end of this chapter that has been added to the newest it version. Has, did, you did want me to read one thing out of here. Actually, Didn't, it's too late it's now. Too late it's now? way too late. Okay. So get the book. It is awesome. There are some great huge tips in there. Toolbox, huge, huge toolbox. Huge toolbox for, the, in for the toddlers. Mm -hmm. And it is, very, it is a wealth of wonderful creative ideas to help you in discipline. If you're at your wit's end saying, what can I possibly do? To bring some order to, I know, I told you, you just looked at the clock, didn't you? Yeah, I did. At, I got to pick Ken up in like 10 minutes. I know. So we need to wrap it up, but get this book if you are in, in need of some ideas. And uh, of course, we want to say a very special thank you to Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. If you click, matter of fact, if you go to familyfromtheheart.com. So sorry. Can I say one yes. thing really quick? Okay. Someone just wrote in the in the chat room, count to three works too. Ha ha. I don't know if the ha ha is because she means it as a joke or if it, counting to three never worked with my children. No. Um, I expect you to obey me the first time, not the third time. Exactly. And so that is, that is not something that worked in our house. But if it does work for you, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But um, it didn't work for us. It didn't work for us. It just it said basically what happens is if you count the three, typically... They're going to uh, wait until three. They're going to wait till three. What kid comes you, on one? You know, it, well, exactly. Well, mine does because that's what I expect. Exactly. And we punish after one. That's right. So Punishment comes after one, not the third. Exactly. In but our house. In our house. Yes. Not because... And, and trust me, we are not perfect parents. No, we're not perfect parents. But we did and learn. I did count to like 20 before, you know? But we did learn. We did learn that it is very difficult to get them to respond after one. But once they understood that we were serious after one, then they They're coming around. It comes. They come around on. But anyway, so anyway um, Mardell.com. Uh, if you use promo code GSPN at the checkout in the shopping cart, uh, it gives you 10 percent off your entire order. Let's them know you heard about them through us. Mardell.com is absolutely a wonderful source. Uh, for uh, great Christian books, music, movies, educational resources. If you're a homeschooled family, they have great stuff there. Um, I got word from our friend Daryl at Mardell.com. He sent us a, um, a, a a file that I, a file format that I've never seen before. And he says, Cliff, I just want to let you know here is a list of all the different cities in which um, it, all the different cities in which people's people who used promo code GSPN where shipments have gone to right and it, he says I didn't put one in for multiple orders but like if if uh, Hebron Kentucky or if uh, you know San Antonio Texas if they ordered something one or eight times it's it's there for one time anyway based upon the download statistics for our show over twenty five percent of the listeners of Family from the Heart have purchased books it's from Mardell.com. That's absolutely amazing. That is awesome. Yeah. And I want to let you know that they're they when they signed on as a sponsor for the Family from the Heart podcast, we had zero listeners. And they they signed on for they they listened to our heart and our vision for what this show would be. And they said we'll sign on for six months. And the end of that six months is at the end of this month. Mm -hmm. And I just got word. I'm working on the uh, to-do list the, the today. The details of it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, they have already confirmed to me that they are renewing for the next six months. So we are very excited about that. Thank you, listeners, Absolutely. for using Mardell.com. That is awesome. And uh, Stephanie, you have to head out of here. I so. do. I have to run straight out. You do. To, to get McKenna. I have yet to... Um, to hear the goodbye song. <laughs> this is her her third day there, oh, and man. I've, I've been late every time. So all right, we'll head out of here, babe. All right, we'll see you all next week. Uh, we do record this show live in front of an internet audience every uh, what is today Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday at eleven thirty a.m. Eastern time. And if you're wondering uh, when our shows are, when it, when you can catch us live, there's a brand new schedule. Showing all of our live shows at gspn.tv slash calendar. And it will uh, show up there. You guys can see all the shows that we do. We'd love to have you join us. God bless. Have a great day.